Real JP Multimedia, proud sponsor of the Nerdball Podcast. Here to help you with all things audio, video, graphics, photo, web design. From weddings to real estate, commercial business to private use, we offer a big variety of services for almost any budget. And if we can't do it, we will find someone who can. Find us at realjp.com. That's R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Real JP Multimedia. I'm Dirk Connor, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Perfect. My, my favorite thing that people do, uh, and people all do it differently, and I like that. People, uh, a lot of people were like, try to, like, this is my radio voice, and like, or add inflection, and that was awesome. That was perfect. <laughs> I, I'm always nervous about asking people to do it because it seems like a, like a, hey, we're just starting, and I'm making you do this thing. Yeah. No, it's a good icebreaker. It's a good way to start. Sure, sure. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for for coming on the podcast. Um, we've we've known each other for was a year now, I guess, or a little over a year because uh, when we started uh, in the winter. Um, first of all, uh, my first question to everybody is, what is something that you're nerding out about? And and for you, and we'll get more into it. Something you're really nerding out about? Uh, something you're into? TV, movies, a book. Uh, an activity it can't be it can't be your job though oh boy oh, <laughs> which boy. might be very hard for you that's gonna be super hard for me because <laughs> knows me knows i have a very very small handful of things that are pretty important to me and outside of that i'm, I'm a pretty boring guy man <laughs> oh you you're, you're you're putting me on the spot um I, I like, I really like Lorenzo getting away and being outdoors and doing anything outdoors. Um, do a lot of riding like ATVs and, and shooting guns and just any outdoor recreation type sport. It's, I don't, it's not really a release as much as I just like, I enjoy getting away, getting away from phones yeah. and computers and, and just kind of getting out. Is that something you grew up doing? Yeah, I think so. I'm from pretty rural Southwestern Indiana and it's just, you know, part of lifestyle down there. So, yeah. Um, being, being, um, so my sister lives in Louisville and every time I wear Perrysburg stuff down there, that's just the P everyone just assumes Purdue all the time. Yeah, no doubt. So, you know, my whole family's from Indiana and, and Indiana, you're pretty much either a, an IU fan or a Purdue fan. And, you know, I have family members that refuse to wear anything with the P logo on it. <laughs> it's pretty, it's, it's funny. It's a good story. I always try to, I always try to make sure it says jackets somewhere on, on my apparel. <laughs> Yeah, they, there's some good stuff you can get online though with the with Purdue gear that fits in well with what we have. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I've I've bought several things from that. Um, so uh, being in Perrysburg now, are you still able to do to do some of that outdoor stuff? Because it's not, I mean, it, in yeah. Perrysburg proper, there isn't that space. But. Right. No, definitely, and it's not like I've ever lived on a big lot or anything. Sure. I mean, for- always been little neighborhood living and things of that in nature but uh i've got my my in-laws own some property down south of finley and that's kind of where we go to get away and then i still try to make a trek back to southwestern indiana my best friend's family owns a a ton of property down there like 1200 acres or something oh wow so you know i i get those once in a while but you know life's a lot less about what i want to do and a lot more about four people in my house are doing it you know you know how that goes oh yeah 100 100 it's it's well i always say it's 
it's so much easier to spend money on my kids than it is me. Luckily, I the uh, coaching gives me a lot of free clothes, so I don't have to worry about spending money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've uh, you've been Perrysburg football coach for one season. Uh, I think if I were to ask you, like, you, you truly, what is your nerdy thing? It'd probably be football, I would imagine. Yeah, no, no doubt. How and for people who don't understand, this is for you. This is a a year round thing. You're always doing something with football. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it could easily be a full time job. In fact, it is a full time job. Yeah. You know, just this morning, I'm sending out notifications on email and things of that nature. And I have a tendency of waking up on Sundays and drinking my coffee and going back and watching the games that we lost last season. Trying to figure out how we can make sure we fix this. So it, it is a full time job, but it's not, you know, it's something that's just natural. Like I'd be thinking about it anyway. I just always on the brain, probably more than what it should be. But so I had a, I had a good coach when I was younger that always, you know, tried to teach me. My parents were influential. You know, don't don't go chase money or anything like that with a job. Do something you love. And this is truly what I love doing. And so, you know, I feel fortunate to be able to do it in, in a way that helps me support my family. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always tell kids that when, you know, on every year during football season, I'll talk to the seniors every, you know, throughout the season and ask them what they're doing and, and, you know, what do they want to do after high school and all this stuff. And, and uh, I always try to send them that message too, like, just, just find something you like to do and you'll figure out how to live off the money they're paying you to do it. Right. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll start. You said you grew up in, in Southern Indiana. Um, how, how long were you there for a long time? Yeah. So I pretty much, um, I, I lived in the same place from basically the time I was born until it was time to go to college. Um, in college, I, I, I went to Butler university, which is in Indianapolis, um, which was a good experience. And then my first teaching job, I actually got a job back at the high school that I went to. Oh. And so I went back home to teach for my first nine years of teaching before we decided to move up here. Did you play football in college? Yeah, but don't, don't take that as if I was any type of football star or anything like that. Uh, go back to the I, – I love football. Football's <laughs> given me a lot more than I've ever given back to. What, uh, what was – for you in high school, what was that process like trying uh, of trying to want to play college football? You know – Because it, it's totally different now. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> Way yeah. different. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm a, I'm a Notre Dame fan, always been a Notre Dame fan. And, you know, so the dream was go to Notre Dame, Notre, Notre Dame. And I was going to try to go there and just be a student, not play football. Okay. Um, and when I got rejected from that, then it was kind of, you know, how do I, where do I want to go? And that's when I, I thought, you know, let's, let's keep playing ball somewhere. And uh, like a lot of kids coming out of high school, a lot of opportunities to go to smaller schools and things of that nature. And I thought Butler was the best fit for me as far as not just the football side of it, but a small campus. And I'm kind of a, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a real outgoing social guy. So mm -hmm. I liked that, but it was also set in Indianapolis, which was a fun place to live during college and, and things of that nature. But it really was, Oh, plan A didn't work out. So uh, sure. Let's go. Let's go do this. And I'm very thankful for the way everything went down and the way that it kind of worked out. But I think kids nowadays are I, I'm the first person from my immediate family that had gone to, you know, four year university and graduated and stuff. So I was I didn't really know what to do, what that process looked like in trying to find a college. And I feel like a lot of kids nowadays are they're much more diligent about doing research and taking visits and, and things of that nature. So for me, it was pretty much no plan A wasn't there. So let's just go 
plan B. Uh, I agree with, you know, when I was in high school, I, I, my, my parents had no idea. They didn't go to college. My parents had no idea how recruiting worked. And, you know, so, and I didn't know, I was just going off what my coaches were saying, or, you know, do this or do that. I get letters in the mail. And I was like, I look back on it. I was like, man, I probably should have at least visited these schools. Like I didn't do anything because I didn't know what I was supposed to do, you know? And, and I try to tell kids now, like, Hey, take advantage of all that stuff. All that stuff. A lot of it is you know, free, you're just going to see a school and they're going to feed you or maybe take you to a basketball game or something, you know, take advantage of all it. it's, it's fun. You know, all that recruiting. I do remember, uh, Mike Ward, our defensive coordinator, he recruited me when he was at BG. So I always think it's, I was like, man, that was forever ago. And you're still out here doing it. <laughs> right. No kidding. He's ageless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, before you go to Butler, did you decide like, Hey, I want to be, did you know, I want to be a teacher? Yeah, it was. I've always been kind of a nerdy math guy, probably more introverted than extroverted, which might surprise most people by nature of some of the things I have to do for my job. But um, it, I've pretty much known I wanted to be a high school math teacher and football coach since I was about 15 years old. So, yeah, that was the path, which, again, I'm really thankful for, because if I had a, got accepted to Notre Dame, which come to find out, I didn't even take class that would be required to get in. But again, it just shows a lack of like understanding of, oh, I didn't know how to do this type of stuff. But if I had done that, they don't have teaching. So I was going to go into accounting and, I, you know, we not to get all like deep and philosophical, but it's funny how things work out. I'm sure it didn't work out because I'm, I'm doing what I really enjoy doing. I kind of I it's weird to me when big colleges like that don't have certain major, especially education. That's a giant major. Like, I don't know. It's too much money to go there to be a teacher. I'd have never <laughs> off my student. Work, so. Maybe that's why. <laughs> were, were you a good student in high school? Yeah, solid. Yeah, solid. Like a lot of other kids, I did most of my yeah. work. I'm pretty smart, so I think you know, like three point eight GPA, something like that. But yeah, that's damn. Yeah. I think that's a little more than solid. I say, <laughs> I say yeah. you're a little I, step above that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I started off, you know, I, and I'm sure I think a lot of guys can look back on this. Like my freshman and sophomore years of high school, just super immature, no seriousness about school whatsoever. And then thankfully, I don't know if hormones kick in or you just naturally grow up or whatever, but at that point kind of figured it out a little bit, you know, not that I was bad before, but I was not a great student. In fact, you know, I told you I went, I, I taught at the high school that I went to. Yeah. One of the first things I did when I uh, got hired was contact a couple of teachers that had me in high school and said, Hey, you know, I'm sorry for the way I was as a freshman. I, I, I promise I'm not the same person now as I was then. Well, cause now you, now you, uh, those teachers, if they're still there, like, hey, you know, that that kid that's bothering you, that was you also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's how par- that's how grandparents are to to or parents are to their kids who have kids. They're like, yeah, that's just you were just that person. Now, now <laughs> figure it out. man. <laughs> that's a great comparison. You're so yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so so you're you're at but um, what position did you play? I was defensive end. OK, uh, yeah. Yeah, Again, I played, I, I played, I played two full seasons the day before my junior year. I decided, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And I, I didn't go back to camp that year. So, but I'm really thankful I did it. I got a lot of good networking. I learned, this is no slight to my high school coach. I learned more football in two weeks at college practice than I did in four years of high school. Mm-hmm. practice. Most of it by the nature of you're at one spot every single day. Yeah two hours for two years i mean you can be so much more detailed and fundamental um when you get to that level than what you have the ability to be in high school 
I always learned that when I was the freshman, the head freshman football coach, the jump from from us teaching as freshman coaches, the, the kids, and then just that first summer with varsity coaching, even though they're sophomores and they don't get as many reps as all the other ones, it's like, man, the just the, that little jump was huge. Yeah, you're, you're right. And then the jump from even our good kids and, you know, I'm, I'm – I know our kids at Perry's very have been taught well, and they were taught well before I got there. But even if you talk to those guys, that jump when they make to college, there's it's just so much more detail. Yeah, it's so much more intricate. There's so much more you can do just by nature of. I mean, that's pretty much your full time job is to be that spot right there. Yeah, yeah. And I, you, I mean, you, you went further along than I did. I, I thought about it. I even put a deposit down at the University of Finley to go play there, and then after I like, I just can't. Sorry, mom, I'll give you a hundred bucks back, but it's, <laughs> it, uh, it's, and I tell kids like I was good at football and I liked football. I didn't love to play. I love to coach. I didn't love to play and you got to love it. That's because like you said, it's, it's a full-time job. And at that level, you really have to love not just football, any sport. And I try to tell our kids this, like you have to love the work that goes into it mm-hmm. because college sports is 99% work and 1% play. And if you don't love the work that goes along with, I mean, that's why you see uh, not just football players, but everywhere. If you look at statistics, I mean, what less than 10% of athletes that go into college as an athlete finish as an oh, athlete. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. I got to see it too. I had friends that played football in, in college and I had real good friends that played baseball at BG and even baseball. I'm like, Oh, it can't, it's not harder than football. And man, we could never hang out. <laughs> They were always doing something, fall ball, and then in the season, forget it. Like, I was like, man, and then summer, you come home, like, all right, well, we'll have the summer. Nope, summer nope. baseball. I'm like, God. Yeah. <laughs> man, I just want to hang out with you guys. Uh, so at, when you graduate, you said you go back. Do you immediately start coaching at your old high school when you go back? Yeah. Yeah, that was part of the – I mean, I always knew I wanted to coach. That's yeah, what yeah. – you know, I love teaching and coaching, so why not do – do both and so just teaching math down there and I honestly I don't even remember what my first position was you know like you I did JV for s- several years which everyone should have to be a JV head coach in order to be a head coach one day and you you laugh and smile I hope you know people listening some of them are laughing and smile because they've been through it and understand what that's like but you know it, it was a it was a great experience and just kind of worked my way up the food chain there it's uh JV football uh to me, it's to me, I like it because I'm like, hey, I get to call this offense, right? I get to call plays, I get to do that, right? But um it's so uh not necessarily like helter skelter, but you know, it's the coach yelling in the stands, like, hey guys, we need parents down here, otherwise this game won't start if we don't have yeah, a chain right? group, you know, like <laughs> we don't have a chain group today. Yeah, like or or my case, I was like, Why do we have six water boys? Where'd all these kids come from? You know, like it's just uh trying to nail everything down and it it, it the more coaches and I do, I appreciate the volunteers that come out on Saturdays to help me too, because the more coaches that are out there, the different positions they can see, you know, not only helps me, but it helps the kids because now they can go to a position coach. They're like, Hey, what's happening. Let's figure this out. And it's more of a varsity feel. Right. And, and I'm, I'm with you, man. Really appreciative of those guys and happy that we have a, a pretty much a, a full staff where we can provide those services for the JV kids and it's not just you hopping on the bus with them on Saturday morning to <laughs> play the game. Although, like I said, it is, it is fun. It is. It's fun to see them. It's especially those, the juniors that are out there that, and I talked to them, I was like, guys, I know like as a junior, you want to play varsity, but this is, this is what it is. And mo- more times than not for those two hours, two and a half hours, they can lock in a, a flip is switched and, and they become leaders. And that's what I like to see too. Like who's, who's out here, you know, taking control of things, you know? 
yeah, yeah no doubt and yeah. one of the things that's been different about the jump to perrysburg is you know some of those junior kids some kids have to wait till they're seniors to play you know we have three kids going to play college football next year and you know two of them never played a significant down until they were a senior and i just you know i hope that with the society the way it is nowadays and kids getting everything kind of right in front of them all the time i hope kids continue to grind and and put in the work and wait their turn to have opportunities it's it's hard to do because you you know i mean you've been there like hey i'm doing as much as they are you know i'm doing everything i'm here every day i'm lifting the weights i'm doing whatever is told and it's it's just frustrating uh and it's as a coach i had to do it a few times like you're just you're you're just not as quick or you're just not you can't tackle as you know you're i understand the work you're putting in but just know that you're just a little bit lower on the level you know and and, and as a kid you're like this sucks yeah, sad, yeah. as, as a coach it sucks yeah. to tell them that yeah it does and that's what that's a side coaching people don't get or see is like some of your favorite kids uh, the kids you really have the best relationship aren't necessarily the kids that play yeah. for you and, and those are hard conversations to have yeah yeah so you uh you were there for nine years do you do you are you just an assistant coach the whole time you were there yeah, so I was when I left, I was defensive coordinator. For, oh, okay, all right. I don't know. I don't keep track of stuff real well. But. Was your was your high school coach still there when you went back? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Is that is is that weird? Uh, not weird, but I always thought it was a little bit weird when when I would coach with Coach Kriegel and um and and all the teachers that I that I knew anyway. Like it's hard for me to t- call them by their first name. Right. Uh, so I, but for coaches, it's you're like, hey, coach, you know. Right. It's easy. Yeah. You don't have to throw that mister on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. It, it wears off over time. But, you know, I was there for nine years. So the first few years, it was no doubt sort of awkward. And you still have level of respect for those people where and now you're your equals, your colleagues. And sometimes you don't want to disagree or say things because, you know, that's still that's still coach or that's still Mr. Yeah. Smith. whatever. So, yeah, I had those few times with Coach Krieger where I think he was just humbling me like, Coach, I had these ideas. And we'd have a meeting and be like, all right. And then like nothing would happen, come out of that. But I think it was just like, well, he's trying to spread his wings here. I'll let him, you know, let him. Come <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. But it was good. It was a good experience. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're there for, for nine years. And then uh, where do you, where do you make your way after that? Yeah. So that's when for, you know, for family, my wife's from family uh, originally. And once we started having kids and, and really expanding the family and her brother has two kids that are pretty much the same age as our kids. And, you know, we, it was Christmas day, 2013, I think, no, 2012. And we really didn't have much to do. And I got two little babies at home and it's like, you know, let's, I, that's not really the way I want to raise the kids. Like, let's, 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 uh, let's make this move and let's go and let's do it. And so we decided then to move to Ohio. And then, so we go, we decided to move up here and that was, like I said, Christmas. So like early January. And I thought it would take, you know, a while to find jobs and things like that. Well, the next thing, you know, you know, it's like January 10th and my wife has a job in Ohio and we live in Southwestern Indiana and there's two little kids and it was pure chaos, but you know, it was a, it was a great move for us. And I love being in Ohio and love Ohio high school football. And yeah. so we'll feel really blessed that it worked out the way it did. And that's when you, when you started at BG. Yeah, that's when, so when I moved up here, I was lucky enough to have a, a few different places I could work. And I thought BG provided the best opportunity to move up the ladder the quickest yeah. Luckily, it worked out that yeah. way for us. Yeah. And, you know, enjoyed my time there. But that's what, yeah, that's what kind of triggered the decision to go there. When uh, when you were there, you 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 were in, in all your roles or all your seasons. At some point, you, you were offense coordinator, defense coordinator, and head coach. At some point in there, 
Yeah, you, so there were a couple games where it was all three at the same time. Oh, uh, so, uh, but yeah, so I started off like my first season there because I didn't I didn't get hired at BG until like June. So I was just a defensive line coach in 2013. I got elevated defensive coordinator in. Like I said, I'm not real good with years. I don't remember. That's right. That's all right. That stuff. So defensive coordinator for a year or two, one of those two things, and then the the head coach Scott Seeliger who I kind of knew he wasn't in it for the long term. That was one of the things that kind of made me choose that. Um, when he decided to fully retire, uh, that's when I became head coach. So, but I, yeah, I, I, I ran defense, ran offense, and then obviously was head coach for a while. And on top of that, you were, <laughs> you were athletic director too. For, for the last like four years, I think yeah. I was there eight years total. And so first four years I was teaching math and, and coaching and just kind of doing that thing. And then, when the athletic director position opportunity came up, I, I had just finished my principal's license. And so I was kind of at a point where I was like, eh, I'm going to go try this out. And so I did that for four years. I, I feel like, I feel like being a teacher is just continually getting more and more education to do other yeah. things. <laughs> I'm not a complainer, but it, it's horrible, man. It's not just necessary to do other things, but like next spring, I'm already dreading and I know I have to take six credit hours of nonsense online classes and, and, but it's, it's the game you have to play. And every five years I'll play it and <laughs> I'll probably get drove or say it, but the, the system takes a lot of money from teachers with the stupidity they make us go through to maintain a license for a job that we've done successfully for 18 consecutive years but, yeah it's not like you're yeah. like hey they got to do this education because they messed up you know yeah. like hey you're you're excellent teacher continue to be excellent <laughs> yeah but it's not i shouldn't just say it. it's not just teachers i mean the oh the sure, sure my wife has to spend to keep her pharmacy license when she's literally in the pharmacy every day and like, <laughs> I, I don't it's it's all stupidity well my well mine too <laughs> my work too but luckily for me they they'll pay for that stuff yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> they do have options to pay for for our stuff so yeah. it's part of my stubbornness just no nah, i'm just gonna go hammer this out and <laughs> whatever i'll spend the money <laughs> do, te do teachers and i I may know the answer. I don't remember. Do teachers have to at some point get their master's? Like, is that a, is that a requirement? Well, no, it's it's not a requirement. But as many times as we have to renew and as further hours as you have to take, additionally, the pay raise that usually is associated with it. Now, over the last like 10, 15 years in education, it's not always necessarily as tied to that as what it used to be. But okay, it's almost... It, it just makes a lot more sense to have your master's than not. I I, I think over like 80% of teachers with five years of experience or more have their master's. Okay. And it's for, it, you know, like I said, you've got to do all the stuff to renew licenses anyway. Mm -hmm. We'll just suck it up and hammer it out and get a pay raise to go with it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well we, we've talked a little bit about your, your time as an AD and a football coach and how to me, it seems insane that you, that you would do both. I see it from, from Chuck's perspective at Perrysburg on how much, how many things there are. And I'm like, okay, so you did that and you had to coach football every day. It just seems, <laughs> it seems, it seems crazy. It was crazy. It was, I don't regret it, um, but I'm definitely doing what I like doing right now. And from the outside, it looks like, oh, you know, that guy's athletic director, football coach. What an awesome job. You know, he sits at the office, <laughs> just does football stuff and nothing could be further from the truth. Sure. It's one of those jobs is just all consuming. Like it just, and there is no, there's no hours, you know, and you, you know, Chuck, well, and you see what he does. It's, mm. it's, you're on call 24, seven, 365. And even when I say 365 Thanksgiving and Christmas are not yeah. off limits and weren't off limits. And so 
you know, I, I, it was a good experience. I'm glad I did it. I learned a lot of stuff and I think it's made me better on the administrative end um, because of it. But, you know, I, I, I was looking long-term and I still have like 22 years before I can even consider not working anymore. <laughs> I can't do this for that long and I don't want to do this for that long. And so I, I, I'm back to really doing what I enjoy doing. I made that move pretty much for uh, pay raise. <laughs> and, oh, sure, sure. Um, you know, and, and it ended up, <laughs> my, my salary was better, but uh, I, last year, my last year when I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I, I got in a bad spot and I was like figuring out how much am I actually making here? So making like $13 an hour for the time. But like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, well, not only that, like the, the money's one thing, but now you're doing, you're making that amount of money and away from your family. Oh, no doubt. And that was a huge, huge influence in me wanting to, you know, start pursuing other. And it wasn't a deal where it's like, oh my gosh, this sucks so bad. I just yeah. have to find something else. Yeah. It was one of those deals. If and when the right thing comes available, I'm going to do everything I can to go get it. And, you know, like a lot of things in life, the, the timing was crazy and good and you know, it, it, it worked out really well. I'm happy to be here and I love being here. So I, I do, uh, before we move on to that, I do yeah, one more yeah. question about, uh, being AD. Did you feel pressure to, um, like in the back of your mind, you're like, well, if I do this for football, people are going to see it as me doing it for myself or for the football program, because I'm in it as opposed to like trying to help out other sports. Yeah, no doubt. I don't, I mean, I don't know the pressure's the right word. Fortunately, the way I'm wired, I don't really feel pressure. For you me. never, you, you're always the same. I always yeah. see like, it's, it's never, you're never up, up too high or down too low. But what ended up happening on, on those lines, you're right. And I, I, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> and I don't really feel pressure and stress or things of that nature, just because I always try to do things the right way. And mm -hmm. what ended up happening is I ended up you know, cause it's a, you've got to be able to, to separate yourself. Like this moment I'm football coach, this moment I'm athletic director. And I, I didn't want it to look like I was doing things for football and not for other stuff. So what ended up happening is I pretty much just ended up taking care of everything football through, through football stuff. And I did very little for football as the athletic director. And, you know, what I had a good friend at Bowling Green that when I, when, when I was going through that process of becoming an athletic director, he said, you know, are you sure you want to do this? And he meant it in the right way. Like, you know, if you're, there's an old saying, if you got two, two, two jobs, you're not as good at either one of them as what you can be. And I found that to be very true throughout my four years there. Yeah. When, when, uh, coach Kriegel decided that he was going to retire, did you know right away, like, Hey, I'm going to apply for that job. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, I, I tell the story and it's true. Um, I think it was the 2018 season we were playing at Perrysburg and I just remember kind of the atmosphere that night, the facilities, uh, you know, this is no slight to any kid I ever coached at Bowling Green, but looking on the opposite side and seeing the players that were on the opposite side as to the players that were standing behind me and thinking, man, if, if this is a place like if, if this job ever comes open, I, I'm going to I'm going to do everything I can to go and get it. So, yeah, I knew the second he announced that he was retiring, like, OK, this 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 is this this might go somewhere. So. Yeah. That I think even as a coach, I think I take it for granted our atmosphere at yeah. at, at Steinacker Stadium and how like because a lot of times you're just out there coaching and you I never take as like a little kid, like I see Mateo on the sidelines just like looking up at all the people and I'm like, I don't I don't do that. Like it's it's a it's a cool, cool thing. It's like a it's a small college now with how we have yeah. things there. It is, man. It's awesome. And it's not that any other place is bad. I mean, like when I was at Bowling Green, Bowling Green was good and those mm -hmm. kids are great and stuff. 
it's the student body at Perrysburg just takes it to a whole other level. Like it just, it's special. It really truly is. And, you know, I'm like you, I probably soaked it in more from the opposing sideline than I ever have when we're staying there together on a Friday night, but it's cool to look back. Like I like looking back on kind of like Ken falls pictures and the things that yeah. you take. And, um, it's not something you really get to enjoy on a Friday, but looking the long road and looking back, it's like, that's, that's pretty awesome right there. I also, I try to tell the football players too, like, like when, when we're walking out of the locker room and all those little kids are there and I, you know, I try to tell them like, Hey guys, all these little kids to them, you guys are like NFL football players. Yeah. Like, you know, like take time to, if you're out and about, even not just on Friday nights, take time to high five them and say hi and talk to them. If they're asking you questions, because you're a hero right now, because they're, <laughs> they want to be you eventually some of these kids and, and, you know, take advantage of, of that stuff because you, because you're a lot of people are going to be done after high school and you're never going to get that feeling again until, until you do something else in your career and you find a different path there, but soak it up now, be an inspiration because not only is it good for you, it's good for us as a program. Like, Oh, these kids are. Good, right. you know? <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're so right. And our kids, I feel like do a really good job with that. But that's, you know, there we've got a special group of kids there and, and kids that have really been raised the right way and things of that nature. But I also appreciate that from you that you take the time to have those conversations with them. And, you know, you talked about earlier about telling them to do stuff that they they love and pursue that. And I love like the coaching staff that we have and, and the type of men that and and so I'll give you a plug and a shout out. You know, I, <laughs> Thank you. I, I really do, though. I mean, it. like I appreciate the way you do that, but I feel like you've got. It's really important. You know, football is different than a lot of other sports. It's not just the head coach and the players. You're with your little group way more than I'm with your little group. And so it's important to me that we have guys that are doing things the right way and actually, you know, loving on the kids. And, and I know that you do that and our other guys do that. And so that's that's the fun part of coaching, too, that doesn't go on the win-loss record that people don't really see. That was the the one thing I missed when I when I decided not to be the head freshman football coach anymore or when Krieg asked me to, to come to the varsity is that well this this la this class that just graduated was my last freshman class and I knew all of them and I knew like we were really close and you know I I helped some of them decide that they wanted to play football as freshmen and as a freshman class and then um and now it's like well here's here's my group of tight ends that I coach <laughs> uh, but that's but that's another part of, of why I like JV, too. I can still know all these people. It might take a few Saturdays to figure out, hey, who's that offensive lineman? But eventually I do. And that, that's another part of like I can be tied to not just my my individual group, but more kids. Dead on, man. Dead on. Yeah. It's the best part of being a head coach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That and I, I told Andrea, my wife, I was like, this is going to be uh, the first summer or with the most graduation parties that I have to go to. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the schedule gets full and the pocket gets shallow. Really. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, what's our – we had to start the summer or the, the, the graduation season. All right, what's what's our card? What's our money that we're giving to? Uh, everyone the same. We got to figure that out. <laughs> right. That's so but, true. But it's fun. I You know, I, I, I uh, love doing all that stuff and love, you know, I like talking. That's that's – I'd much rather do that and – and talk to kids and that's why i like when they come on the podcast because they're not used to that they're not used to wait you're just going to talk to me for 45 minutes and um and i have to <laughs> have to talk back you know like it's, it's to me it's a good skill for them to learn no doubt and it's been fun listening when they come on i like listening to them <laughs> some more than others but but i will let the right. kids <laughs> we'll let the kids fight it out the, the, if i have during the season when i have kids on every monday or monday or whenever i put it out there i was like Ah, coach that wasn't a good one like hey he came on and it was fine whatever he goes yeah but i've been having given back for it for a while 
that's good though accountability man i like when they they know i wasn't quite good enough so 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 uh you 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 apply to be the perrysburg head football coach what what was that process like i've i've been through it once uh with norfew as as i've talked to you before and other people but for perrysburg um what what was it like for you perrysburg does it in a big way man i think i had uh six interviews really yeah it was it was was quite the process yeah um i can't imagine like if i hadn't been a head coach before i can't imagine going through perrysburg process Mm. oh my gosh but it was fun it was fun. I know you and I have talked like interviewing is fun. It's yes, it's not. And I had a job, a good job. So it wasn't like I needed to really, you know, no, that sounds bad. Like I did bend over. I did everything I possibly could to get the job, but I didn't sure. have to lie or try to answer things in a way I thought somebody else wanted it answered or anything like that. It was much more relaxing than maybe when I was interviewing um, for jobs when I was 26, 27. Yeah um things of that nature and so I, I enjoyed it i enjoyed every second of it i enjoyed the whole thing and you know it was long and and they do a great job of screening the candidates especially for this you know i'm not just saying this because i'm football coach but head football coach out of school is a big job like yeah. anywhere and and you want to make sure you get the right guy in there and don't have to kick yourself in the butt and so i thought that they put a really good process together and it was i mean it was extensive it was a lot it was by far more than i've ever had to do for any job but i enjoyed the process and i'm uh, really obviously happy with how it turned out sure yeah the uh, panel interviews to me um if, if you're not used to panel interviews then they're a little daunting because you have all these people looking at you and you, you know and also you don't know who to stare at because i know when i went through the process for that director of maintenance position at perrysburg yeah. like it was i think there was like seven or eight people in a room and you're like, okay, in my mind, I'm like, I'm trying to answer this question. And this person asked it, do I just stare at them? Or am I staring around? All, like you, try to, you start thinking of all these other things. <laughs> well, that's where maybe some pressure was off because of it. But I mean, this was still during the kind of the peak of COVID. Most places mm. weren't school at that time. Yeah. And so most of my interviews were Zoom. And you got, oh, okay, okay. The Brady Bunch tiles in front of you. <laughs> like, uh, so it was, it was different. It yeah. was, but, you know, it was fun. It was like I said, I think six total interviews, three coaching interviews and three teaching, I think something mm-hmm. along those lines. So, man, that's a, I, I always, I always feel bad for people when they apply at the Metro parks and, and interview. Cause we have a, 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 a I, we call it like a, a story-based interview process where they, where we say, tell us about a time X, Y, and Z and how you, how you <laughs> cope with that and what you did. Yeah. You got to tell a story and not everyone can do that. And, and it's a it's a difficult thing to do, especially to come up with something right on top of your head. Like, oh, yeah, this thing happened to me five years ago. Exactly what you're looking for. You know, it's it's tough. Right. Uh, wait, uh, I, yeah, no, I know exactly. <laughs> what you're talking about. Fortunately, there weren't too many of those. And, you know, even like this podcast for me is tough and interviews are tough. I am literally my least favorite topic of conversation. Like, And so but you have to you have to like, you know, I'm trying to be good at outgoing for you right now on this. And, you know, you're doing a really good job. I know you got to sell yourself and stuff like that, but most of the time I prefer to to listen as opposed to be heard. So those things are difficult, but you got to do what you got to do. You know, every, I always tell people they everyone likes to talk about themselves, but they just don't know it. And maybe, maybe you break the rule. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'm full of myself and nobody even tells me, but no, I I really do. It's like, I I don't know. I don't, 
you know, tell us about your accomplishments or your whatever. I don't want to talk about that stuff. Like, <laughs> oh. here, here's a piece of, you just start, just start carrying a pamphlet. Here's like, here, just read this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That wouldn't be pretentious. <laughs> but no, the, like you're talking about the Metro Park stuff. You're so right. You get thrown those random. I always remember there's a famous one from Microsoft. Like they ask in their interviews, why are uh, manhole covers round? And it's like, what? what? What's that? How does this have anything to do if you get a job? So. Yeah, like I, I would imagine it's just like they want they want to see the process you go through and try to figure <laughs> figure right. the answer out. Um, and then also like like for me, it's okay. Uh, they're round because they don't fall through the hole. And is that all? Like then you start sweating. Like, what well, do they want to know more? Like, why? More than <laughs> <Right>? that? <laughs> Most things have a pretty simple answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure you want me to elaborate. But. <laughs> so. Uh, after you come to Perrysburg, you, how do you, and, and I'm sure you've done it at BG is maybe not to the extent here because Perrysburg, you got to start all over with the staff, basically like, Hey, hi, all these guys, you know, I'm hiring everybody. What is, what is that like for a head coach? And you pretty, you had your defense coordinator, Mike Ward right away. So you knew that, but going in and like balancing, balancing, I want to bring my guys in that I want, but also I don't want to, uh, you know, what, what does it say? Like. Upturn the apple cart by getting rid of everybody here at Perry's. Right. Like how, right. What is that? What is that balance like? Or how does that? Yeah, I mean, balance is a great word for it. And it was both the most exciting and also like the most hectic or part that really made me think of, of the whole process and transition um, besides, you know, my personal family stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was exciting in the sense I've been around enough now and I know enough people. And especially through being an athletic director, you get to know a, a ton of people when you're in that world. So I had some guys I was really excited about possibly bringing in and, 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 and working with not from the, and this is where it was hard, Lorenzo, like a lot of those guys brought in, it wasn't necessarily like, Oh, I think some other guy is doing a bad job. So I'm going to get yes. rid of him. I got to find a replacement mm-hmm. as much as it was. I got some people that I kind of know through my little world that I live in and stuff that I really, really want to work with if I ever get the chance. And, and it was more of a, I want to work with these guys and not necessarily, I want to get rid of these guys. Correct. Same time, especially it's so important to have people that are in the school system or, or that put in time. So the guys that were already connected with the school system, I really wanted to, you know, I was hoping that we'd mesh well and that they'd be able to stay on and things of that nature. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm really thankful for how it all worked out um, and, and love the staff that we were able to put together and the, the, the fun that we have together, but um, it was hectic, man. And it was hard. And it's a, it's a, it's a really good question that you ask. And it was, you know, having to make some of those phone calls saying I'm going another direction or things of that nature where, it's, it's not fun, and mm-hmm. it's, but it's a burden you have to carry for leadership. And so you got to be ready to take that on. And, um, and it'll continue to be that way. I mean, sure. every year there's going to be changes that you don't expect. And I've learned that through coaching and, and, and my athletic director time is you're going to lose coaches. You're going to lose people. Things just happen. Um, you know, people have real lives too, besides just coaching. And it seems like every year you're making changes and stuff. And, you know, one of the things about being here, there's a long line of people that want to coach here. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, everybody's always got a bug in your ear, like, Hey, talk to this guy, talk to that guy. And so, um, but it's, it, it was fun. It was fun doing the interview process and getting to know people a little bit. Um, but a little nerve wracking too. And, you know, I, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Kind of glad to have it behind us and just be rolling now. You know, you're talking about putting bug in people's ear, people's ears. And I was going through old emails. I was, I was running out of space. So I was going through old emails and erasing some emails and stuff. And I found a bunch 
like an email thread that I had with Kriegel when I was a seventh grade coach. And it talked about like, hey, I know I'm seventh grade coach. I'm, I want to help you guys out on Friday. So let me know what I can do this and that, all that stuff. And then, and then, it, you know, it, it just more and more and more. And I texted Kriegel. I go, man, it's a wonder you, you hired me. I was, <laughs> I was so annoying. He goes, you weren't annoying. You just knew what you wanted and you kept, you know, you kept after it and kept talking to me. And he goes, I never thought you were annoying about it. Right. No, it's not. And it's fun to see guys that like have a passion for it and want to put in the time because most people, they don't, there's a lot of people in the world that say they want to coach. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what that actually entails yeah. or what they're signing up for. You know, everybody likes Friday, yep. but what they don't see is Friday is a very, very small percentage of what you do. And yeah. so it's good to have, I, I, you know, being in bad shoes, you weren't annoying him, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never told you this and I've told a lot of people, but the whole time we we're going through this process, uh, as people were getting hired, like I knew Paul got hired and I knew Gary, like, like all these people getting hired. And I was to the point where I was talking to Andrea. I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm okay. Not coaching like that. My, in my mind, I wasn't, I'm like, I'm okay. Cause if I, if I don't coach, then I'm just going to like invest a lot of time in this podcast or I'm going to do this. I'm and I like talk myself out of not coaching because I was so like, I was like, what the, all these people are getting hired. And I haven't, you know, I haven't got a phone call or anything yet. I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting where I talked myself out of not coaching. Well, I'm glad you talked yourself back in. <laughs> but I can tell you a little about that process because you had position flexibility. And so you were one of the last one to get called. <laughs> yeah, that was terrifying, by the way. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like he could be this or that. Yeah. So let me see what I could fill in in the other places first. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh... I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I'm super glad that I'm back, but it was, was to a point where I was, I was frustrated. I was frustrated to be honest. I was frustrated with you. Like, I was like, what's, what's happening. I can't, I can't, I can't get an answer. I can't focus this. And, and I had to just turn, turn away from that then and and focus on me. Like, okay, well, if this, if, if plan A isn't there, just like you, you said, plan A is not there, then here's plan B. That way I can, I can focus on something. I'm not going to dwell on that being able to to coach you know and and like i said luckily i you know, I was able to come back but it, it was uh and i'm sure if you talk to andrea like he was driving me crazy oh i bet and i'm sure <laughs> i was that way with a lot of people and i, yeah, I get yeah, it man yeah. this, this is how it goes and so i totally understand yeah. but you know a lot of people too they don't understand that like the process you have to go through be to actually hire people in schools, nothing happens as fast as you <laughs> yes. want it to happen. It just doesn't. Like, like so that's, yes. that's anything with a school. And it's why you see a lot of, you know, sometimes it's when you see the upset parents at school board meetings and things like that. It's like, hey, just take a deep breath. The red tape and administrative side of things that you have to do at schools just takes a while. So mm-hmm. just it doesn't happen right now like everything else in the rest of the world. So yeah, my my two past <laughs> jobs. Yeah. My two past jobs have worked. I've worked for University of Toledo and the Metro Parks, who I get basically my checks come from state, you know, and and the same thing. Like, like, how am I not hired by like I you told me I was hired two months ago. Like, what's happening? Yeah, no, (laughs) it's so true. And you're right. man. It's through the state. So everything anywhere there's red tape, it's just slow. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we are you're coming up on on your second season. Um has everything have you what was the biggest thing you learned from coming to Perrysburg like like from the from the very beginning you got hired to to this point like what is something like you you're like oh I thought it was gonna be this or it's this instead or hey I can't do that here or something like is it what's the what's something that you learned or maybe it's a good thing like I didn't know we did this or I didn't know the crowd was like this or whatever 
I, that's a hard question to pick one. And, and there's okay. no, well, you can like, even do like a, a group. Of there's no huge too. thing that jumps off the page. Like, Oh gosh, in a good or bad way. Like, sure. Ooh, this is really way better than I thought, or, Oh gosh, this is way worse than I thought. But there's just, the, there's a million tiny things that you don't know. Even having been an athletic director and a head coach before every school district is different. And so it, it's stuff that nobody would care about yeah. paperwork. Who do you talk to about this? Who do you talk to about that? Um, is this okay here? Is that okay here? Like just little things that kind of stand out. And it's also different because, you know, even getting hired, we were still kind of in COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm excited next year to, to mm-hmm. be able to not have to worry about. And again, I don't like when people are listening to this, don't I, I have no like political thing on COVID. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, I don't have to yell 40 times every bus trip, make sure you've got a mask on. Hey, sit in your assigned seat. So if we have to quarantine this kid or that kid, Hey guys, spread out, spread out, spread out. Just the constant silly stuff that felt like we had to do is the non-football stuff. Correct. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm excited to have a season where that's the case. And, you know, it's been nice in the weight room where, Kids don't have to be with the same partner every day or worry about, oh, gosh, I'm going to get quarantined because of this. And so I'm happy to have that gone. But no, nah, as far as the little stuff, man, just, you know, you you learn some things are, are slightly better than you thought or some things are slightly worse than you thought. And there's still, you know, I, I would say slightly worse. I thought there's still just a lot of paperwork and administrative work you got to do behind the scenes like ah. Okay. That was probably the one thing. And it's more because I was, you know, my dual role at Bowling Green with being athletic director and football coach, I didn't have to get approval on stuff because I was my approver and I (laughs) got in a bad way. I'm even talking about schedules and things that. Well, you, well, you even said like you, you, you did put a focus on like, Hey, these are my two roles and I, you know, I'm not going to help myself here. Right. So yeah, (laughs) I I am the approver. (laughs) I would tell you that I feel just much more comfortable at this time than I did at this time last year. Not that I was uncomfortable or things, but just it's so important to for the when you go out on the field, like those kids be your kids, at least in my philosophy and the way that you do things. And and it's not that they weren't last year. And I thought like I had a ton of fun last year. So thankful for those seniors and guys. But now I know everybody. I actually like I know them. And, and it's just a, it's a bigger comfort level for me. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited and a little more relaxed and ready to go so what makes all that all the i mean there's there's less newness so everything is just like all right let's like again let's just do football stuff now and even even the football stuff is is a lot better like we're oh, creating playbooks yep. and and right and formations and names and all that stuff we were, had to create and now it's just like all right let's just do it now yeah and and even like relationship with the staff like you know i told mm-hmm. you guys at the coaches retreat and i'm in it like last year we were pretty much strangers just kind of sitting in a room together and now yeah. it's really comfortable and familiar and, and feels like family so yeah that's the that's the main thing that's better this year than last what is um before we go the one of the last questions is what is something you love about your job and that can be a, a teacher or it could be a football coach it can or maybe it's the same thing um what is something that you love that that you get to do every day or once a year or whatever yeah, and it, it goes it goes hand in hand with teaching and coaching, but I just I genuinely enjoy the relationships with the kids and watching them grow up. Like, and sometimes there's good moments in there, and sometimes there's bad moments mm-hmm. in there. Uh, and, but but watching, especially you know, like you talked about last year's class was your class that you had the last last head coach uh, when you were freshman head coach. That was your last 
class there and you got to watch them grow up. It's just, there's kind of a special bond there when you get to see a kid go from being 14 and knowing nothing about the world to 18 and thinking they know everything about the world. But, uh, uh, that that's my favorite part of the job is being able to have those relationships and not just while they're in high school, but it's stuff that people don't see. It's when they're, you know, they're getting married and you're going to the wedding or they're, they're, you know, they graduate from college. Yeah. They're telling you about that job or you see them have their first kid and you know, not necessarily because of things that you taught them, but you know, because of the type of person they are and then because of the work they're willing to put in and because of sacrifices they're willing to make, like, all right, this, this, this kid's going to take care of that family or this kid's going to be, good in that role right there and so that that's the long-term like like thing i really enjoy about it mm-hmm. now that that gets spoken about a lot i also like competing and winning like sure, I, yeah. I, I love competition i love the battle and you know it's not everything but at the end of the day everything we put in and all the time we put in is to win as many games as possible and i i'm not shy about saying that i like that part of it too so well you wouldn't i don't think you i mean there's no head coach alive we're like well i don't care if we win or lose right <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah don't get it well well dirk uh thanks for coming on and again i uh i've only worked for two head coaches you and coach kriegel and you both uh and that's the nervousness of a new coach. You don't know how it's going to be, but, but you both let coaches coach. And as again, having only experience with two head coaches, like it's, it's such a comfort knowing like, um, I'm just going to coach my guys, how I coach them. I'm going to get to do, do the drills that I want to do. Uh, and then, you, you know, both of you had stepped in a few times like, Hey, make sure we work on this today. But again, you're not telling me how to do it. You're just telling me what to work on. So I do appreciate you and how you coach and, and how you coach all of us and how you put a staff together and even the retreat. And, you know, I talked to you there a little bit too, and how, how all that, all those things foster such a good environment where I think that bleeds to the kids and it starts with you. So, so thank you for that. Appreciate that, man. But well, I appreciate yeah. the job that you do too. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks again. Um, you've, you've been a hard guest to track down Dirk. So. Yeah, so we've no, only been scheduling this for about 15 months. So, <laughs> hey, it worked out really good, and, and I think it probably worked out better because now I'm a better interviewer. So, yeah, no, yeah, I'm a better interviewer. <laughs> all right, All right, Dirk. Thank you. Man, I appreciate it. Thanks everybody for checking out this episode of the Nerd Ball Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're hearing this on any of the podcasters on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We're kind of coming at you two times a week now, audio and video. Check us out on all the social medias. Just search the Nerdball Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're out there. Uh, Gmail is thenerdballpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email, we'll be happy to get back to you. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.